I want to remind you we're having Holy Communion at the end of the message today, so be sure and have your communion elements ready in just a little bit. I'm reading from Luke 22, beginning uh, with verse 14. When the hour had come, Jesus and His apostles reclined at the table. And He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, He gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And He took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, He took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Hello, Christ Church, and all of our friends joining us today. If you're with us on Facebook, say hello to other friends in the chat. Let us know you're here. If you're on the website, we'd love to hear from you too. Send us a prayer request or a praise report. And of course, you can follow along with my outline on the website or the church app. How are you doing today? Did you realize today is the one-year mark of the Sunday we went to online worship because of COVID-19 last year? (laughs) It's amazing what will happen in a year's time. I pray that we all have our stories of God's faithfulness this past year. On many fronts, it has not been easy, very challenging, I know. My prayer is that you have found that God has been with you each step of the way. You know, our faith in God through His Son, Jesus Christ, provides a firm foundation in the midst of any storm. Amen? Amen. Today I'm continuing my Lenten message series, Holy Week, focused on those last seven days of Jesus' life. Over these 40 days of Lent, we're encouraged to repent of our sins and and shortcomings and to reflect on our spiritual lives. As we journey through the events of Holy Week, we're also asking the questions, what does it really mean to be a follower of Jesus today? And how does Jesus' life, death, and resurrection impact my life? Remember, to those earliest disciples, Jesus said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. What did that mean to them? What does it mean for us today? Previously, we've seen that that first Palm Sunday was a day of celebration. When Jesus entered Jerusalem triumphantly, riding on a donkey, there was great expectation, great excitement. Perhaps this was the day He would establish His kingdom, but it didn't happen as they expected. Monday was a day of strong emotions. He wept outside Jerusalem because of the spiritual blindness of so many. They didn't recognize the time of God's coming, who Jesus was, and the peace He came to bring. At the temple, Jesus got angry. Instead of being a house of prayer, it had become a marketplace of buying and selling and distractions. So He cleansed the temple. Tuesday was a day of teaching. He came back to the temple and people were eager to hear. But the Jewish leaders tried to trip Him up, to trap Him with questions. Jesus kept pointing to the 
kingdom of God. Teaching about the kingdom of God was central for Jesus' focus. Wednesday was a day of transition. Nothing is specifically mentioned in the Gospels about Wednesday. Perhaps it was a time of rest, reflection, and prayer for Jesus. He was aware of the sacrifice He was getting ready to make and to take time to get spiritually, mentally, and physically prepared was important. You know, we too need such times, times of rest, reflection, prayer. In fact, God points to our need for a weekly time of Sabbath rest. Oh Lord, help us make time for reflection, rest, and study, prayer. Well, Thursday turned out to be a day of fellowship and remembrance. Post remembrance in the chat. Jesus gathered with His closest disciples, His friends. It was His last time with them before He suffered. They celebrated the Jewish tradition of Passover. And in the midst of that Passover meal, Jesus initiated a new tradition among His followers. Jesus was eating the Passover meal with His disciples. The ancient Jewish meal, a great celebration of God's deliverance of Israel from their bondage, from their slavery in Egypt. A key part of that story that we read about in Exodus 12, the Israelite families were each to sacrifice a Passover lamb and place some of the lamb's blood on the top and on the sides of their doorposts. At that night, as the angel of death passed over, Israelites' firstborn were spared, but the Egyptians' firstborn were not. There was tremendous heartache and grief throughout Egypt. After this, Pharaoh finally said, Go! Be gone! The Israelites were set free. To have this last time of celebration with His disciples was very important to Jesus. He said in Luke twenty-two fifteen, I have what? eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. It was a time of deep significance and purposeful sharing. We now know that during the meal, Jesus instituted a new sacrament of remembrance with the bread and wine. Sacrament means sacred act. The Passover meal, the Passover Seder, has a special order. Seder means order. After the house had been cleansed of all leaven, candles are lit and prayer is offered to bless the wine, hands are washed, and then parsley is dipped in salt water and eaten to remember the tears of Egypt. The head of the family group takes the middle one of three flat pieces of matzah bread, takes the middle one, he breaks it in half and puts it aside in a wrapped linen cloth. Jewish tradition is that these three pieces of bread signify God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Messianic Jewish Christ followers point to God revealed as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The middle piece is broken, you see, and set aside in a linen cloth. That, they say, points to Christ's broken body that was buried in a tomb. And then there are the four questions for teaching in the Passover meal. Why is tonight different from all other nights? Well, it's a night to remember. 
And why do we eat bitter herbs? To remember the anguish of our slavery. Why do we dip bitter herbs in salt water twice? It was really difficult in slavery, but our hope was in God. And why do we eat reclining? Because now we are free to come to God. Well, after the second cup of wine is poured, the Israelites remember the ten plagues. The ten plagues are verbally recounted. Blood, frogs, lice, flies, cattle, disease, boils, hail, locusts, darkness. The last one is the death of the firstborn among the Egyptians. The climax of the Seder should be the eating of the roast Passover lamb. They did eat the Passover lamb in Jesus' day, but today since the temple where the Passover lamb was sacrificed no longer stands, a lamb shank bone is presented on the plate as a reminder of the Passover lamb instead. Today the Passover meal traditionally includes matzo ball soup, brisket, potatoes, among other things. After the meal comes dessert, the afikamen, the bread that was laid aside before in a separate linen cloth is unwrapped and broken in pieces and given to all. At this point, Jesus instituted a new sacrament of remembrance. In Luke 22:19, we read, He took bread, He gave thanks, He broke it and gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus was pointing to the sacrifice he was preparing to make. Remember John the Baptist had declared, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus understood himself to be that Lamb sent from God who would sacrifice his life for us. We continue to read in Luke 22:20. In the same way after supper he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. The third cup of wine was called the cup of blessing or cup of redemption. Write redemption in the chat. Jesus was identifying himself as the new Passover lamb who would pay the price for our redemption, for our freedom, for our victory over sin and death. Jesus was instituting a new sacred act to remind us of what He was doing. Our sacrament of Holy Communion is a time of remembering the new deliverance Christ won for us. His body was broken. His blood was shed for our healing, forgiveness, victory, salvation. In the early Christian community, the Apostle Paul said, Then as now, This message of the gospel, this news of forgiveness, redemption, wholeness, freedom through the cross of Christ is a stumbling block and it doesn't make sense to many. And yet for many others, it is profound and life-changing. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1.18, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but it... But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. John Wesley, remember he called Holy Communion a means of grace. It's a special opportunity to experience God's presence and power. 
This is the great center of our faith, that God has made Himself known in the person of Jesus Christ. And when we come to the communion table, we come expecting to receive from God. Post expecting in the chat. We prepare our hearts. We admit our need. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We confess our sins, our shortcomings to God. We remember what God has done for us in His Son, Jesus Christ. And we come to communion expecting to receive in new and fresh ways what it is we need from God. Friends, we have a wonderful love relationship with the living God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we marvel at the unfolding of the gospel story. The children of Israel remember their great deliverance from their bondage, their slavery in Egypt by celebrating the Passover meal. Jesus gathered with His disciples, remembering the angel of death passed over the Israelite homes where the blood of the Lamb had been placed on the doorposts. Jesus Himself had come to be the once-for-all Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Lord, we remember and celebrate again today what You have done for us through the life, death, and resurrection of Your Son, Jesus. In His name we've prayed, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, today is an act of celebration, praise, and remembrance. We're going to celebrate Holy Communion. Get your elements there at home, bread and juice, whatever you plan to use. Before we come to the communion table, we examine our hearts and we acknowledge our sin and our need of forgiveness. On the night that He gave Himself for us, we remember that Jesus gathered with His disciples. He took bread. He gave thanks, He broke the bread, gave it to His disciples and said, Take and eat. This is My body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of Me. When the supper was over, He took the cup, He gave thanks, gave it to His disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is My blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus was pointing to the forgiveness He was about to win for us on the cross. He would offer Himself as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Because of His holy sacrifice, God extends forgiveness to us and calls us to forgive others also. And so, in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, Lord, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. And share it with me if you know it. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out, Lord, your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by His blood. 
By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at His heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. You may now take your bread. This is the body of Christ broken for you. And now, take your juice. This is the blood of Christ poured out for you. Amen. In gratitude, we have remembered and celebrated the great victory that Jesus Christ won on the cross for you and me. During that last supper, Jesus initiated a new sacrament, a sacred act of remembrance. This is my body broken for you. This is my blood poured out for you. He is the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. I hope your heart is full with joy and gratitude again today because of everything God has done for you through His Son, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about the message, let me hear from you. If you'd like to visit more about having a new life in Jesus Christ, I'd love to visit with you about that too. Maybe you've joined us today and you have prayer requests or praise reports. Hey, we want to hear from you. Go to the website or, or use the app. Are you grateful for God's blessings in your life? Giving is a tangible way to thank God for His generosity. So you can use text to give, the app, you can go to the website, mail in your contributions. Your generosity makes a tremendous difference in our ministry in the world. Thank you. Be sure to take advantage of our discipleship opportunities. Find all the information you need on our website. God bless you today. Remember, Jesus is the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. That's you and me. Hey, look forward to these upcoming opportunities. We are pleased to welcome Ethan Watt as our new Director of Student Ministries. For now, continue to give thanks and praise to God for all He has done for you through His Son, Jesus Christ. Hello everyone, my name is Ethan Watt and I'm the new Director of Student Ministries here at Christ United Methodist Church. I was raised in Oklahoma and I graduated from Broken Arrow in 2009. I went to TCC and OCU, where I graduated with a degree in Religion and Youth Ministry. I've been working in the Methodist Church for the last 10 years as a worship leader and a youth director. And I'm really excited to get started here because I think this church really values the Methodist mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. I can't wait to get to know you guys, and I can't wait to meet you guys and get started. Hey, Brittany. Yeah, Lisa. Do you know what they call the boss at Old McDonald's Farm? What do they call the boss at Old, old McDonald's Farm? The C-I-E-I-O. <laughs> is change really possible? Is there power from beyond ourselves to help? What does the scripture say? Beginning on Tuesday, March 23rd at 6.30 p.m., Kathy Feist will facilitate a six-week Zoom Bible study titled The Power to Change. We hope you will join us. On Sunday, March 21st, we'd like you to take a hike. As the weather warms, we're headed outside. 
Take a Hike will start at the base of Turkey Mountain at 2 p.m. Grab your friends and let's move. Parenting has never been easy. Do you know a parent who is hurting because of choices their teen or adult children are making? We have a monthly support group for hurting parents that will meet Sunday, March 14th at 5 p.m. on Zoom. You can find all of this information and more on our website, cumctulsa.com.